Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are so grateful that you've joined us this morning. I am one of your hosts this morning, Brad Gray. Joined by my co-host Janine Bitson. Good morning to to you, Janine. <laughs> Good <laughs> morning, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just that I'm so excited that we're not in studio today. Yeah, yeah, it does bring a, an excitement, a, yeah. a different air to it all. And First time for us. Uh, yeah, it is, and it is very exciting to be hosting from live from Hurley's and uh, right off University and Fargo. Yep. Hurley's Religious Goods. It's a great, great place for us to be. Oh, and a great place to get lost for hours on end. There's so many great things here. And to stay out of the constant, incessant rain. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have that at the studio either, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we're so excited to have another installment here of Real Presence Live, to be a chance to talk about our Catholic faith, the treasures of God's love for us, and the way that He calls us into friendship with Him, and to be able to share that gift with other people. Right, right. Right. It is. It is. And, you know, we always open with prayer. And, and this morning, as I was reading the Magnificat, the Psalm 100, I just think it's such a cool way that we could start our show. Let's do it. So I'm going to read it. Yeah, please. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. And the thing that's so beautiful about that, amen, amen. <laughs> is that we really need to be showing so much more gratitude mm -hmm. for all the love and mercy that he gives us. Yeah. For every I mean, breath that we breathe, yeah. and every moment that we exist, He's holding us in existence by yeah. His love, right? 99.9% .9 of our prayer needs to be in gratitude and thankfulness. Amen. All right. Well, we have, as usual, we have Aaron leading us uh, from the studio. This is the, the different thing for us is not to be staring at Aaron on the other side of the glass. Are you there this, this morning, Aaron? I certainly am. It is weird not having you guys here so I can peek <laughs> through the glass and see you guys waving at me. Yeah. Oh. No, no funny faces that you can give us. Oh, absolutely right. not. <laughs> Well, well, what's on the horizon for us today, Aaron? Absolutely. What we've got going today is we've got Mark McAllister coming up here. He's right in Hurley. He's talking about his inspirational journey of faith, and I don't want to give too much away there, but we've got... Uh, We've got Mark here, and then we've got Monsignor Gregory Schlesselman to take your calls during our Straight Talk segment. Then in the second hour, we'll have Brian Cooper from the Faith and Business Conference coming up. He'll be talking about integrating faith and work in the workplace. And we'll also have Judy Madsen coming here to talk about the pilgrimage to France coming up here in October. So many great things going on in our listening area. You won't want to miss it right here, 9 to 11. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. 
So it's going to be a good one again today, Janine. Oh, it is. It is. We are so blessed to be part of this ministry, and we're so blessed that our listeners from our large listening area are with us today, too. We want to thank them. Yeah, and I, it's it's really cool to be here here at Hurley's today. I, I guess it is a unique experience for us. I love Hurley's. I love all the offerings that they have in terms of religious goods, statues. Hurley's has been a fantastic uh, support and sponsor for us at the Diocese of Fargo for our Redeemed Conferences. They've uh, donated statues, crucifixes, all sorts of goods for us to make the environment holy and beautiful for our conferences. So it's just a treat to be be here today. And what you just said about making that environment holy mm-hmm. and beautiful, I mean, the, the truth, beauty, and goodness of our faith, I mean, it's it's all felt right here mm-hmm. when you look around and you see all these beautiful, beautiful statues. I mean, oh goodness, I would like to get a few. I yeah, know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I came in a little bit early this morning, and I uh, my my scapular had broken a little while back. I'm like, okay, I need to get a scapular. So they pointed me over one direction. I'm like, oh, I need a commentary on scripture. Brought me over to another spot. So it's just great to have so many wonderful Catholic resources for us to be able to grow and express our faith in so many rich and in, in various ways. Right, and it's it's just so important for us to to go and and help support these stores. I know even when I was in San Francisco last week, I went to a little mission church, and, and you know they had a a book shelf that I was drawn to, and I came home with four extra books in my bag. You know, <laughs> it's just so important for yeah. us to grow in our faith, yep. and we're so grateful that there are places like Hurley's in Fargo, and among our listening area, there's probably someone in your listening area, Rochester or Sioux Falls, right. you know. And it's just so important that we do support these businesses that help us grow in our faith. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of like the the physical incarnation of what we have with Real Presence Radio, right? I mean, we, yeah. we have the audio ability to continue to grow in our faith um, with with things like Hurley's and other religious goods stores. We have the ability to, to do spiritual reading, to have uh, those aspects to draw us into the beauty of, of our faith, of, of reality, of God's creation. It's just, it's been amazing. It's an inspiration, shall we say. Hey. Sharing your journey. (laughs) And and we are going to be starting now with a brand new segment. I believe we introduced this last week, the Inspired Sharing Your Journey segment. We're going to start off shows talking about uh, inspiration, the people sharing their own own journey, their own uh, path toward Christ. And we have the special guest this this morning, um, which actually, if we're going to be honest, we're his special guest. We've got Mark McAllister from Hurley's, who is here with us this morning. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. So Mark's. grateful to have you with us and for you to have us with you. So it's a, it's a real treat. So Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So uh, I, I have been working at Hurley's for the last 26 years since I was like 19 years old. Wow. And it's a family business and everything else. So I'm a single parent with three boys. Uh, they keep me very busy. They're all in our Fargo Catholic School Network, and we do all that. And hmm. So that, there's a lot of running around and yeah. a lot of other stuff going on that keeps me busy. I, I love to travel. I enjoy my job because I get the ability to travel. So a lot of our vendors overseas and other places where we do importing and stuff from, I get to go visit them, Cool. check the factories, make sure that everything's on the up and up and that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just a just a joy for you to be able yeah. to be in this in this industry then and it is it's a this kind of ministry when you think of the family of god 
that's all interconnected with it. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, not just those in prayer, but those are, that are helping to make these beautiful items uh, that we use to help enhance and bring us deeper into our, our worship. And almost all of our products, or most of the people who make the products and most of the people who sell the products, almost all of us are small family businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, some have been in business for, for 150 years or more, you know. No kidding. Some of us are newer stores. I mean, ours is like 62 years old. Wow. That's so, a new store, huh? <laughs> that's a newer <laughs> store. Even, even like my, my friend down in Tom, they make uh, Coley's down in Omaha. They make all the chalices and everything else. They're having mm-hmm. their 100th this year. So, wow. so many of these companies have been in families for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff is still made by hand. You know, most of the stuff is still finished the same way that it was years ago. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to go see. That's how they really do cool. Stuff. That's great. You know, you you do have a special story to share with us this morning, and so tell us how how does your faith guide you as a business owner? <coughs> so, the thing that's nice about the religious goods store is, is is that you get to live your faith every day Mm -hmm. you get to see people come in who are looking for items you see a lot of faithful people we have a lot of clergy we have a lot of priests who come in every week so we're constantly interacting and and doing all that with them so you, you you tend to see a lot you learn a lot about your faith and so you tend to grow a lot in your faith because of it So what is it like running uh, a business as as a Christian? What's that like for you? So me and uh, my sister Bridget, we've made a very conscious effort that we were going to try to make sure that most of most to all of the product that we have we're trying to source in an ethical way mm. so so much of the importing that we do that we resell to other stores across the country and like i said i've visited the factories in africa and, and turkey mm. and these places so we try to make sure that people are following the the social justice tenets and that they're paying living wages Mm -hmm. that they're taking care of their employees in terms of health insurance that if their employees need extra help with something that somebody's looking and and doing stuff for them wow that's that's, great that is fantastic because you know well my husband he's at the business college at ndsu and and there is that ethics you know in in business training that needs to be done and you're living that and that's so beautiful how that you do that and not just locally but around the world yeah. yeah and more and you see more and more companies who are looking at some of the ethical or really? the giving right. back and this kind of stuff and 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 i think it's a good sign of business because sure. it's not it's not always about having the cheapest product it's about having a good product at a fair price mm-hmm. in a reasonable way making sure that everyone along the process has had human dignity added to the product and, and you just nailed it human dignity because that is part of our pilgrimage on earth is that we need to help elevate the human condition you know everyone that we come in contact with but there's also that stranger that might be across the world that we need to help elevate their condition as well oh, that's beautiful mark if you're just tuning in right now you're listening to real presence live we've got uh the, uh, we're your host brad gray and janine bitson we've got mark McAllister here at on site at hurley's religious goods in fargo uh mark 
tell us about the journey of making clergy shirts and how you started making them in one area, but then move them to another area, which really makes a difference in the lives of others. So about five, six years ago, we started doing clergy shirts after one of our other suppliers got uh, bought out by another company. And our conclusion was, is I wanted to make sure that we had a product that was a good product and would hold up. So as we started our journey, I went to Turkey first. Hmm. Uh, Turkey has very high-end fabrics, very good sewing. Um, there was another company who used to bring shirts in out of Turkey years ago, and they were probably the nicest shirts. Hmm. But in our discussion with Bridget, we decided that we'd really like to try to help our Christian community as well. So after about three years, I was um, at one of the shows and I was talking to other people all over and I met... uh, I went to one of the booths. It was for the West Africa um, aid company. Hmm. And so... I met uh, the girls from Ethical African Apparel, who is the ones who do my quality control, my checking. They make sure that resources are right, that the employees are getting the resources they need and and everything, and that everything's being done on the up and up. And then Mr. Kutan, who owns a factory in Benin, Africa, and he is Catholic. And so we decided that that follows along. Hmm. Uh, Benin was a French province before... Uh, becoming a democratic country. Really? So they they are still majority majority Christian and uh, most of the workers are Christians and and all of that. So we decided that it would be nice to be able to support people who have the same philosophies and agreements with us. Wow. So after two log years of moving around patterns and everything else, resourcing fabrics, making sure that everything is right, uh, we got our first container in from Benin. Um, the U.S. ambassador, the everyone has been really helpful whenever we have issues or if there's anything going on. Um, we try to, like I said, uh, we make sure that they're getting paid living wages not minimum wages mm-hmm. um we help them with health care stuff when they need health care uh last summer when there was a lot of malaria stuff going around we bought the mosquito nets for their houses oh wow, that's really cool you know so we we tend to try to go through and try to make sure that they're taken care of and do extra things for them mm-hmm. whenever i go over there i've done two trips over there we always take the factory workers out to dinner Hmm. and drinks so the the last time we had about a hundred people wow who who we took to go feed and stuff so we we try to make sure we're doing a lot of extra things for them and they've been and they've been very helpful and they've been really receptive um it's been fun watching them grow their their efficiency for for how fast or how good they could Mm -hmm. so probably started off in that 10 percent range oh yeah and now it's up to like 48 percent so they've been they've been really really excited well, and the cool thing about that is, is you know, work has dignity. We know this, you know, and and to have them have their lives elevated and, and knowing that they're part of a ministry, that they're part of the mission of the church. I mean, it can only help everybody elevate in such a positive, beautiful way. So I've seen I've seen a lot of growth at the factory, and mm-hmm. it's it, it has been very interesting. And, you know, they're... It's very poor over in those countries, mm-hmm. and when you walk around, you can see that. But people are generally really happy. 
Yeah. And they're really nice and they're very, very faith filled. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite stories from over there was on Sunday. Uh, I had Kofi was driving me around and I had gone over to the cathedral for mass because they do mass in English and it was packful and Kofi said well you have to go see St. Michael's Church because it's a bigger church and we get to this church and it seats probably 2,000 people inside the church Wow! then they had two tents set up on each side no kidding. that seated another oh my. two to 3,000 people wow and when when we got there, they were just getting ready to start Mass, and it was plumb full. And then they told me that they do 17 Masses on a Sunday. 17 oh, wow. Masses on a Sunday. So it was just incredible to see the amount of people and stuff Holy and their faith and, and how strong that it was. How do they even have enough hours in the day to do 17 Masses? They start Saturday <laughs> early and go really That's late. That's crazy. Sunday. Wow. How about that? It sounds like... Uh, I mean, when you go over to Turkey and to other places internationally, it sounds like it's not just go there to inspect the factory and get home. Um, I mean, it, it sounds like you're kind of getting your finger on the pulse of even what the situation, the cultural situation is there in that area. What, what's that like? I mean, are you, how's that, how do you plan these trips? Um, I don't really plan. I kind of fly a lot by the seat of my pants. <laughs> that's, that's the Holy Spirit yeah. leading you, though. <laughs> so, uh, typically, though, I do. I like to go over. I like to go see buildings. I like to see architecture. I'll try to visit the churches. Um, it's it's always interesting to see history. I, yeah. I um, like I said, we've had contact with like the U.S. ambassador. She usually comes over hmm. to visit and stuff every time that I come over. Uh, we've had contact with the president's office and everything just to make sure everything's flowing. A lot of it is trying to avoid the pitfalls that so many of the other countries have with corruption and, and everything else. So we want to make sure, like I said, everything's done on the up and up mm-hmm. and that in that it's done in an ethical way. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a balance, but uh, when you let the Lord lead you, He can make sure He takes care of the details. Even yeah. even the last time that the ambassador came uh, and talked to us, I was amazed. Two of her staff members were Bennies from down by St. Oh. Joseph. Oh, yeah. And then as we were talking about the North Dakota connection, she said that like the Bismarck National Guard does a lot with Benin, too. They send troops over every year for their training. Hmm. And then they do engineering and service projects over there. So they actually have a very strong connection to us. Up to, to the North Dakota Midwest area. That's fantastic. Well, that is really cool. I, I love what you guys are doing, uh, not only in, in providing these resources for those of us in this local region, but also internationally uh, offering you know, the, the influence of Christ. In, mm-hmm. in that business. And I, I also want to say thank you because you guys have offered, a, we have a couple of very special giveaways this morning on Real Presence Live um, that we're going to be talking about just on the other side of this break. So, so we're going to step away for just a moment, but stay with us. We'll be right back for uh, this, this great giveaway and for our Straight Talk segment coming up on the other side. Thanks. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out BuiltUponArockFest.com. BuiltUponArockFest.com. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. And we are back with more Real Presence Live. We're your hosts this morning, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, and we are live on site at Hurley's Religious Goods. Right, Janine? Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. And anyone in the Fargo area, Moorhead area, uh, you should really come down and see this beautiful store and check all the wonderful things out that are here. They probably already have, honestly. I mean, it's Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's a good day. It's raining outside. You can't be playing in the garden, so come and and shop around at Hurley's. And and we've just been so grateful to have one of the co-owners of Hurley's, Mark McAllister, this morning. He's been telling us about uh, just more about the store. Mm-hmm. in general and then and even the way that with, they do business on yeah. the international level and it's it's just yeah. fantastic so we're going to continue visiting with mark a little bit more but we we do want to remind our listeners that coming up next we we need you to get your questions ready for our straight talk segment so after we're done visiting with mark um we want to have your questions about the faith or comments about what's going on in the world around us and get those questions ready because we have Monsignor schlusselman yeah gregory schlusselman and and I keep challenging our listeners to try and stump our priests. Or and say his name for that matter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But Mark, uh, it's been such such a joy having you I, here with well, us. I want to say one thing before yeah. we jump back with Mark, uh, that there is an opportunity to get those phone lines warmed up in advance. Ooh, that's yeah, right. Because Mc- uh, McAllister, the Hur- Hurleys <laughs> <laughs> are offering two special giveaways this morning. And these are, these are awesome items that you're going to want to get 
get in on. Uh, the first item is a gorgeous 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady. With this, Mark has graciously mentioned that he would ship her to our winner. The other item is a beautiful bronze crucifix with a large St. Benedict medal right in the center. Now, here's how it works. When I said we have an opportunity to get those phone lines warmed up for our Straight Talk segment, we, when we give out the number, the third caller will win the crucifix and the fourth caller will win the statue of Our Lady. So you want to be ready with that phone, phone number. Make sure you got the 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady. She's going to be going to the fourth caller. The third caller will get the bronze crucifix. So, ready? That number is 877-795-0122. Call in now at 877-795-0122 for your chance to claim that 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady or the beautiful bronze crucifix uh, with a large St. Benedict medal right in the center of it. Yeah, and, and they are absolutely beautiful. They, the 24-inch uh, statue of Our Lady. We're looking right at her. It, she would just be so beautiful in a merry garden, yep. uh, a garden outside your door, even at your front doorstep, mm-hmm. you know, with a nice potted plant. Uh, she is really beautiful. And, and I, I believe I heard also that you're willing to ship it. To yep. any of our callers. So you can be in Rochester and you don't have to worry about coming into Hurley's. We will ship it, or they will ship it right to you. Yep. Yeah. So, Mark, I do have a question. Um, because we do have a large listening area, do you do anything with online? Do you have a website where. I haven't finished the web, the new website all the way. It's okay. really, really close. I would hope that within the month, by the end of the month, I will actually have the new website online and running. Oh, that would be fantastic because then you could really reach out to our whole listening area. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, remind me, do you have stores outside of the Fargo area store? No. no. We used to have another branch in Sioux Falls. Okay, but, I thought that you had one. But after Dad okay. had passed away, we ended up closing okay. that branch and kind of consolidating everything in order to... So it's a good excuse for people to come and visit beautiful, sunny Fargo. And I'll give you a side note on the statues. So those are actually made in uh, Ohio. And my friend Patrick makes them, and he drives up here because they won't. No kidding. So, So he brings them up two or three times a year. But his son has been discerning. So the the over the summer, when the seminarians are out of classes... He has four of them right now, and that's what they do to make their money for the summer really? is they make these statues. Oh, that's awesome. And that's, <laughs> and that's a lot of hard work. Concrete is hard work. And then to have it so detailed and so beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really I love, beautiful. I love the gifts that the Lord has given to other people. That uh, Although we don't possess them, we can enjoy them and appreciate them uh, in our own way. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. So, Mark, you were telling us about uh, you know doing business internationally. What does it mean to you to sell a product at your business that's helping give back to Christians abroad? I think for the most part, everyone wants to do good. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely ethical good ways to do business. To me, it means that I get to live my faith. Mm -hmm. I get to do the right thing. I don't have to do things that conflict with me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, that makes me happy. Yes, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to sleep at night <laughs> and a lot easier to do everything. I think we call that God's peace. Yeah. <laughs> we also desire and oh. a beautiful opportunity to glorify God. Right? I mean, that's correct. That's what we're made for. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this is this. How long have you been in business? You said sixty, uh, sixty some years. Hank Hurley started the store in 1951. Okay. And my father bought it in 1975. Wow. 
Oh, well, fantastic. Well, we can't thank you enough for how you at Hurley's give back to the community and how you're giving back to the families that are living in Africa and around the world that are, are doing business with you. We, we just really appreciate yeah. all that you're doing. Thank you. And I want to, again, I want to say thank you for all the support that Hurley's has given for the Diocese of Fargo in our redeemed conferences. Uh, you've been so generous with providing, you know, giant crucifixes and statues and and everything we, we could possibly hope for, uh, altar and all that in uh, in making those turning a very secular environment into a sacred mm-hmm. space. It's been awesome. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks also for having us on site here today, Mark. It's it's just a treat. This yeah. is a novelty for Janine and me, but it's it's really kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, next to being, you know, in a church. This is uh, the best place. It yeah. really is. Yep. So thank you very much. Yep. Um, thank you guys for coming. We yeah. appreciate it. Well, thanks thank so much you. for being with us this morning, Mark. Yeah. yeah, and I I just want to let our listeners know again, get those questions ready, and you can call in or you can um, go on Facebook, and it doesn't have to be about a question you have in the faith. It can just be something you want to chat with Monsignor Schlesselman about, uh, something going on in the world, or, or possibly you want to ask him about uh, the new building. We just tore down the St. Paul Newman Center yeah, yeah. this last week, and maybe you want to ask him a question about the the building project that's going on you know anything that you would like to bring to the table he will be here in just a few minutes so get those questions ready yep and as far as i know i I don't know if anyone has claimed the the 24 inch cement statue of our lady or the bronze crucifix aaron can you tell us if if those are still in the hopper they're still in the hopper. Okay. So we, it looks like we have... Oh, oh no. We have some winners. We have some winners coming through. We got Eileen from Sioux Falls is the crucifix winner. And the statue winner is Wendy from Williston. So congratulations, Eileen and Wendy. Good job on navigating those buttons at 877-795-0122. Remember to keep those in mind because we're coming up quick on uh, the Straight Talk segment where you can use that same number. Uh, to call in and speak with Monsignor Gregory Slussman. But this has just been, it's been really cool so far, hasn't oh, it? Oh, it's been fantastic. And what a joy to have Mark on with us this morning. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a beautiful family business. And that's another good reason, great reason to 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 just come down and shop at Hurley's. You're supporting a family business. Uh, it's just so important. Yeah, and it's it's honestly I've been here so many times, and it's just amazing the different uh, areas that they go into. We we they've got beautiful uh, painting art statues, um, scapulars as I said, crucifixes. It's it's amazing. So but just come down and see yep. for yourself. Absolutely. So we are uh, we are here in those button style <laughs> button style. Well, I guess that's how it works now. You don't get a ringer any longer. We have Monsignor Gregory Schlosselman in studio for our Straight Talk segment. Good morning to you, Monsignor. Good morning to you, Brad. Awesome to have you on board again. It's always such a treat to have you in. It really is. It really is. Well, I just got back from wine country, so we thought of you often. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) California. California. Yeah, so good to be back, though. Great to be back. And we're so excited to have our listeners call in. And and I'm serious. Try and stomp Monsignor Sussman. Stomp him. Don't stomp him. Very hard to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> he is from wine way? country, but I'm not sure that it's really going to have the effect. Oh, that you're hoping I see the pun now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the number to call while. in and get on, on the phone with Monsignor Schlossman is 877-795-0122. You can call in, uh, ask a question, leave a comment. Um, you can look us up on Facebook and uh, submit a question or comment there. So, uh, it's just a great opportunity for our local listeners to get that that uh, in possibility of asking questions and interacting with our local priests and, and getting really good spiritual insight. Monsignor is uh, just tremendous at spiritual guidance. He's, his, most of his priesthood has been f- spent on formation of seminarians, of deacons, of lay people, of college students nowadays, right, Monsignor? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I spend most of my time right now working with college students. It's a great ministry. Um, it's a great privilege because it's a really important time um, in a young person's life. They mm-hmm. make really important you know, decisions about where they're going to be, uh, where they're going, what their faith life is going to be like. Mm. And all of that happens you know, within a four or five year period uh, while they're at the university. So it's a, I think it's a very important mission and it's a great privilege to be able to accompany them, be with them. Um, to to hopefully you know encourage them along the way of faith. Yeah, and and it's so cool because it's uh, you're ministering the family of God. It's not just the local students that are going there, but we have some priests that were just ordained in this last month in the diocese of Saint Cloud. Yes. that are prodigies of <laughs> of the Newman Center, which is very exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, and and we just got word this morning, in fact, that uh, there's a young woman uh, who's uh, looking at entering discerning uh, religious life in in Nebraska so you know we we see these uh, these wonderful moments where young people find Christ they find uh, they experience their faith in a new way mm-hmm. and uh, and then they hear that invitation you know and, and and with a generous heart decide to follow him and so it's uh, it's a great privilege to watch that unfold uh, over time you know as they're at the university so it, it is. And we actually have um, we have someone who has a question for you. Uh, Stella is from Sioux Falls. She's not on the phone, but she wants to ask Monsignor Schleschelman, how do priests feel about not getting married? Uh, that's a great question. I'm sure it's it's a question that, uh, that a lot of people, even especially maybe nowadays more so, uh, mm. you know, talk about. Uh, I think, I think it's uh, there's a it's a complex um, issue on in one way and in another way it's it's very simple. Uh, in terms of the complexity, uh, it's you know humanly speaking, there's a uh, there's a great beauty uh, in marriage in uh, in love between uh, a husband and a wife and and the beauty of the gift of children and. Uh, celibacy is in no way, shape, or form a negation of that. Right. In fact, we in seminary formation we we talk about how uh, the capacity, the aptitude of a young man to really become a, a good husband and father is the same aptitude that would make him a good priest. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not because he'd be a, a lousy family man yes. that oh okay he'll make a great priest. And uh, but. But on the contrary, it's the, those virtues or those added those character uh, qualities are are essentially identical uh, mm-hmm. because we want them to be men of character. We want them to uh, to be men of love, to yes. really genuinely want to give themselves completely and totally for the sake of love, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. 
Uh, I think that's uh, recognizing that helps to understand then why in the gift of a priest to the church, uh, how that is essentially the same movement, but it is in a sense the the, the direction in, in which he is giving himself is is different, mm-hmm. uh, and it's with a view, and the church has always understood that it's with a view to um, to both giving an image of. And, and being more more clearly an image of Jesus himself, who did not marry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, also to be an image of eternity, because uh, marriage is a sacrament that is for this life. I mean, all the sacraments are for this life. Right. Yes. Right. And in eternity, uh, you know, as Jesus himself said, no one is given, you know, no marriage happens, you know, essentially. And I, in that, in other words, the, the celibacy of the priesthood is to point to eternity. It's like, we are made for God and ultimately for God alone but without excluding that being for others. Mm. Right. And even, you know, beautiful marriages, you know, in eternity, you know, they're going to be able to rejoice with each other in love. For sure. You know, in God. But it, it really points to the fact that God really did make us for himself. Right. Yes. And, right. and perfect love, as imperfect and even sinful as we are as human beings, we want to be loved perfectly. It's an amazing thing about the human heart. Mm -hmm. We have this finite, limited, broken capacity, and yet we have an infinite desire for something that only God can give us. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I think that that's really at the heart of the, the, well, the truth. That's fantastic. And we thank Stella for the question. It's a beautiful question. And just uh, callers out there, call in at 877-795-0122. And you can also put your comments on Facebook. You can ask your questions or, or give us a comment on Facebook. So we have Jackie from Northwest Kansas on the on the phone, I believe. Jackie, are you there? Oh, wow, that's fantastic. I am here. Excellent. Jackie, what's your question for Monsignor Sosselman? Okay, well this is this is son gave a lab puppy to his girlfriend fourteen years ago and they have since gotten married. Uh, she was never a she was never a pet person, and I think that my son actually bought the dog because he wanted the dog. But, you know, the dog is now 14. She has major health problems. Um, she barely has any teeth left. Uh, she eats uh, she, she eats constantly and can't any weight. She's incontinent. She can barely breathe in the summer heat. And the other day, I uh, saw her in in the. Uh, she was laying in front of her fan, and I had some food for her, and she couldn't get off of her bed to come and get the food, and she she cried and she cried, and I I called my son and I said, "It's time, it's past time," and he said, "I can't do." It. I can't do it where she's laying, and um, so he called his wife, and for some reason, even though she never liked the dog, the dog has just worked and worked and worked on her, and she's the only person the dog will come to, and so she she called me, and she said, 
I just, I just don't think we can do this. And I said, it's, it's time. She can barely breathe. She can't get up off of her mat. When it's 102 in the middle of the afternoon, how do you expect her to get water? And she said, well, when you are in your 80s and 90s, do you want me to put you down just because you can't do for yourself? And I, and I said, I am made in the image and likeness of God. This is a dog with a mortal soul. She is depending on you to do the right thing for her. And she just became very angry and told me that it was her dog and I needed to mind my own business. So my question to you is, we, we're, we've become a culture that does everything they can to rescue their pet. And I think that this is out of guilt, but at the same time, they inconvenient pregnancies and euthanize sick and old people because they are inconvenient. And I, I just, I want to hear somebody speak on that, about the amount of money that we waste on vet bills for animals that have lost limbs and we put little wheels under their legs, when instead of doing a humane thing and putting them down. Well, Jackie, we thank you so much for your question. Um, we'll have Munsinger Schlesselman answer that for you. Yes, uh, you. yes, Jackie. I think I think the the important way of approaching this question is, um, I mean, as you said, we are we are made in the image and likeness of God, and and that means that our relationships with other people, you know, in this case, between you and your daughter-in-law and your son, um, obviously has a primacy, has an importance that obviously greatly greatly exceeds the relationship with the dog um, okay. and and you're and you're right that the dog does not have the same uh, he does not have the same value uh, as a human person a human person as in you know we are made in the image and likeness of God we have an immortal soul we are destined personally and uniquely for eternity a, a dog and all of creation all of visible creation um, beyond that does not share in that same infinite capacity as the human person at the same time I would just simply say that you know sometimes uh, it's really good uh, to 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 pause at the mystery of the human heart, uh, much of which we do not know, including and especially even our own hearts, um, and to recognize that people become attached to animals for all kinds of reasons. And you, you're right, in our in our culture, there's there's certainly confusion about this, um, and and more than likely in the culture in general, it's probably because of guilt uh, that of what we are, how we approach children, and how we approach our elderly uh, without respect. But I think in the very particular circumstance of your own relationship, it's really important to recognize that there's a great value to bringing your relationship with your 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 son and your daughter-in-law to the Lord and asking him what he thinks about what is 
gone on so far um, and asking Jesus what he would want to do for you, for your daughter-in-law, for your son, um, so that that relationship can find healing and um, an easing of whatever tension might still be there and the Lord can bring you into a deeper peace because that's the most important value in a question uh, such as this. Does that help, Jackie? It, it does, and I, I really hadn't considered it that way. I was just really looking at the suffering of the dog, you know, because she's suffering. And yeah. that's so understandable, Jackie. That uh, is a, a compassionate feeling that you are sharing with us, and, and we recognize that. Um, yeah, it's a year down the road, though. Uh, your your relationship with your daughter-in-law and your son are, yeah. are so vitally right. important. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, well, thank you for calling in, Jackie. How did you find us? Uh, my daughter lives in Minot. Okay. And she um, had me listen when um, when the Sons of Thunder. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I, Fantastic. I got. Uh, I just really, really, really like this this whole. Um, I I don't have an XM uh, uh, Catholic radio subscription, but I can listen on the internet. So this is great. Awesome. I love this. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so encourage much. all your friends to do the same. We love having you Pardon listen me? in. Yeah. Encourage all your friends yeah. to do the same. We love having having you listen in. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks so Thank much, you, Jackie. Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Bye-bye. All right. All right. If you want to follow Jackie's example and get on the line with Monsignor Gregory Schlesselman, you can do that very thing by calling in at 877-795-0122 or posting your questions on Facebook, questions or comments. Uh, you can call in with a question or a comment for Monsignor Schlesselman. We do have a comment on Facebook by, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's Tanya or Tanya, so I apologize if I, I'm getting it wrong and I'm getting it right, so there. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some people get tattoo rings of, on their wedding f- ring finger instead of actual physical rings. This made me wonder, would the tattoos be valid matter for a wedding ring blessing? That's an interesting question. It is an interesting question, but I, I would, I mean, I would have to l- look it up, but yeah. I'm pretty 99% confident that that would not be valid. sufficiently valid. Yeah. Uh, there's something about a physical ring and uh, that that really um, you can't bl- I mean you you can't bless a tattoo. You you can bless mm-hmm. the person's finger. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but the idea is a blessing of the ring. Um, yeah. in which it's symbolic because it's not um, it's supposed to be a gift that the other gives. Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole gesture in the giving of the ring, the mm. mutual giving of the rings in the, in the rite of marriage, that is a very beautiful, uh, visible reminder of what spiritually is happening. And, and to take that away, I think it, it would, honestly, would cheapen it. Mm. Um, and I don't think the church would, uh, would be willing to let that supply or supplant the, the exchange of actual rings. Well, what a wonderful insight. And that, that giving of the ring being a significant aspect. I can see you in the mind of someone where they think, well, this is a permanent thing, so I'm, I'm for the long haul. You know, this is on my body. But the, that aspect of giving and receiving is a, is a Yeah, because it's one. the spouse that gives the ring mm-hmm. and not some tattoo artist in, yeah, you know, right. in some tattoo shop downtown. Interesting. Um, there's a big difference. And the rings do become permanent as you get older and your knuckles yeah, get bigger. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I yeah. can't get mine <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> Well put. Excellent. Well, thank you for the thank you for the question, yeah. Tonya. 
Uh, or Tanya. Tanya. Or Tanya. <laughs> So now we have on the phone, uh, before I go, uh, call, go to Claire from Holly, we have eight, uh, you can call in also to get on the phone. Let me try this again. You can be on the phone with Monsignor Gregory Schlossman at 877-795-0122. Call in, uh, speak with Monsignor Schlossman or submit your question on Facebook. Now mm-hmm. we have Claire from Holly on the phone. Claire, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, we yeah. hear you just great. Yes, we can. What's Thank your question you, for Monsignor Schlossman? Um, so I was wondering, in the days of Abraham and the other patriarchs, it seemed like God was very approachable, and they could just talk to him and answer straight out. Why does it seem like he's not so approachable now? Hmm. That's a very good question. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, actually, I think I think the best way to to approach that would be to think about what is what is recorded for us in the book of Genesis um, regarding the story of Abraham. What we are privileged to be witness of is are those conversations that you're referring to, where Abraham and God were, were seemingly able to have easily conversation. Um, what, what is not maybe as noticeable is the fact that there are long periods in Abraham's life where nothing of a conversation is recorded where Abraham waits and wonders um, for, for, for long periods. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't to say that there weren't conversations going on in the, those times. Right. You know? The conversations that are recorded are the ones that we needed, you know, posterity needed to hear uh, for, the, for the purpose of salvation. And I think it's really the same with us. I, I, it's the same God, and He approaches us as human beings in the same way, in that He is approachable. I think it's a, it really important for us to remember He is. He's not like here as an around us, but He is within us. He is, uh, as St. Augustine says, closer to us than we are to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our desire alone to have a conversation with Him is enough. If we bring that desire to Him, there are going to be times when, as it were, we experience a breakthrough, when we can actually seem to hear His voice. At the same time, God speaks in many, many different languages. He uses a lot of different ways of communicating with us. And I always encourage people to, uh, when, when in going to the Lord and seeming to get no response and seeming to hear nothing back, to ask Him, say, well, you know, Lord, I I can't hear you, or how is it that you want me to recognize your way of communicating with me now? And and that desire to have a real dialogue, a real conversation with the Lord, is really all we need. We don't need to be skilled. We don't need to be advanced in, in, in any particular way. We, we simply need that desire and to turn to Him, though. We do need to turn to Him in a very deliberate way. And what I like to suggest is, is to, to look at Him, you know. If a picture helps, great. Mm-hmm. But the idea is look into the eyes of the Father or Jesus. Uh, look at the Holy Spirit and address Him as a person because that's what He is, who He is. And and say what's in the heart and, and ask him to respond. Ask him to enable you to actually hear him in whatever way he wants you to hear him. And in so doing, uh, what you're doing is you're essentially being available, uh, a dispo- disposed, um, willing to, to be there, uh, and giving him the opportunity to communicate with you in a way that 
sometimes it's mysterious sometimes it takes time but in patience and and you know persevering and doing that what ends up happening is that we do actually encounter him and we are able to he- receive his word which is a word of love mm. Yeah, I, I love that one here. In fact, I had had the same question as Claire recently. I'm reading through the Old Testament, and it seems like there are so many moments where there's just utter clarity. Where like David, if he's going to go into battle, he consults the Lord, and the Lord says yes or don't. No, you know, it's just it's easy and obvious. And there are other things that they set up with the judges about if if there's a question of whether this person's guilty or not, have them drink this. And if you know if they are, then bad things are going to happen. If they aren't, and so there seemed like there's a a rock solid clarity in the Old Testament, and it doesn't seem like there's that but then just as we were discussing this morning i realized but they there were only these limited people that actually had that interaction with god there was moses and abraham and the whole rest of israel had to depend upon moses talking to god and him telling them what god said whereas now in the new testament era he's so accessible to every one of us and in that having that conversation that you were just talking about that he comes intimately to every one of us so that we can confer with the lord god and we can, so it's not that he's less available in one sense. It, well, in, in a very real sense, he's much more available than he was in the Old Testament. Isn't that true? Yes, because the incarnation, I mean, the, the moment that the Son of God became man, he joined to himself our human nature and, and therefore, in, if I can almost say this, divinized our, our humanity, made a connection, such a deep union between God and, the, and human nature that, that that creates a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we then, call it a medi- he's a mediator yeah, right. in the letter of St. James. And, and then the, the key to that, Claire, is um, you know kind of taking the busyness out of our lives and finding those quiet spaces and having that prayer time that is devoted uh, right away in the morning. Uh, you know, and and adoration, it's amazing how he will speak to us when we can just take the, the noise and clutter of the common day because, you know, it might have been easier for Abraham to hear in the desert among the dryness than it is for us when we are so busy. Yeah, and, just yeah, and, I, and I think people. I'm glad you mentioned, Janine, uh, the word desert because I really do think, and Claire, this might help, um, you know, you're, you're, you're pointing to something very important, is that in order for us to really receive a word from the Lord, I think there are some qualities or conditions of our hearts that need to be cultivated. Mm-hmm. And and I think a, a, a way of summarizing is saying, well, we need to go out into the desert mm-hmm. and we need to be uh, willing to experience a certain solitude, which is not a loneliness, mm-hmm. right. but a, an availability for God, mm-hmm. being alone there for Him. Uh, we, we need to practice silence to say our peace, say what's in our heart, but then really listen. And then thirdly, we need to be still. And maybe that's the most difficult one for us. It is in this Uh, day and age. In this day and age especially, Mm -hmm. is just to realize that we're not, so many times what God is not asking us to do is to do something, but to be still. And as the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And that stillness, all of those three, so that solitude, that silence, and that stillness, uh, shows an availability, a vulnerability to God, and it allows Him opportunity, if you will, to yeah. actually, you know, enter into more, to give us love, because that's what He wants. I mean, when He says something, He wants to give us love. Yeah. Well, Claire, we, we can't thank you enough for, for your question. It was a fantastic question. Thank you. Thank you, Claire.
Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Um, as you can see, Monsignor Schlossman has been pack unpacking some really uh, insightful wisdom. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have the opportunity to get in uh, in the conversation with Monsignor Schlossman, ask your own questions, you can call in at 877-795-0122. We are coming toward the end of this Straight Talk segment, so the time is running out. So if you want to get on the phone with Monsignor Schlossman, call in 877-795-0122 or submit a question on Facebook, which is exactly what Sue did. Yeah. Sue asks, what is the church's view regarding aliens or life on other planets, Monsignor? That's, <laughs> That's a great, great question. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it depends upon what movie you just saw. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, first of all, the first question on life on other planets, I mean, there's no, you know, there could be animal life, there could be plant life, you know, biological life in, in a general sense. The church has no no position per se on that if god wanted there to be you know bacteria on mm -hmm. mars well okay that's that's part of his wisdom and you know and his creating the cosmos when we use the word alien i'm assuming here that we're talking about intelligent reasonable life mm -hmm. of a of a type we're not aware of mm -hmm. it in theory again the church doesn't have a position on aliens in theory you know speculatively speaking it's certainly Maybe not certainly, but it's it's within the realm of possibility that there might be. However, it does it does make us then ask the question: If that were the case, well, how does that work with salvation, mm -hmm. with redemption, with the fall? So, so these really fundamental Christian uh, ways of understanding intelligent life, namely human beings mm -hmm. in this world, uh, that we're familiar with, that we know, um, how, what, how what would that mean? And uh, and so the church is, and the church is not going to have a position on this, unless and until there's actual evidence, scientific, you know, solid mm -hmm. evidence that uh, there is such life right. in existence. Um, and then, in a sense, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> the one thing that, that we would say that the church absolutely does have a position on would be, if there were intelligent life on other planets, they would all have been made by the same God. Yes, and exactly. Jesus Christ would still, I mean, the Trinity is still their God. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely, yes. So it's all within, it's all under the, you know, the infinite power of the Creator. Mm -hmm. and, and has a purpose, so whatever that might yeah. be. Yeah, excellent. That's a great question, Sue. Thanks for uh, submitting that on Facebook. Uh, again, you can call in or submit your questions. The, the number to call in is 877-795-0122, uh, or look us up on Facebook, submit a question, uh, com uh, comment for Monsignor Schlossman. Yeah, and only about one minute, to, one minute, two minutes to go, so yeah. get those questions yep, in there. Yep. You might uh, want to pick up the phone. <laughs> looks like we're coming to the end. So, Monsignor, now, uh, I did see uh, that, that the Newman Center came down yesterday. Yes, it was quite, it was pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they got the backhoe in there with a the claw, and um, uh, it's pretty amazing to see see how quickly those men can work yeah they really did uh i stopped by in the early afternoon or mid-afternoon to and i was talking to the to the construction manager and it was just it was it was pretty amazing to see what had been there for so many i mean i've been there for five years yeah you know others father jay has been there for 14 plus uh so it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of beautiful uh, graces. Yeah. A lot of life has happened in that place, mm -hmm. the, in those walls. So, in a sense, it you know, there's a little a little bit of sadness. Little sadness too. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the same time, the thought of what will replace it is is so great. Very that, exciting. You know, yeah. That's, and 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 the fact that we're going to continue to to do what we can to serve the college students, the faculty, and staff of NDSU, and and those are you know who are affiliated with us. Um, 
wherever we might be. Because really, in, in truth, the Newman Center is, is as we all know, is not the building. Right. right. It's housed by a building. Um, hopefully a very beautiful one in, short, you know, in, a, in a few short years here. Um, but it's, it's the community of faith uh, that's called together and, and bonded by, by Christ. And that's a great gift to yeah. all of us. And, and for our listeners, uh, we are speaking about the St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo. It, it serves the Catholic community of North Dakota State University, yep. which uh, has quite a, a few students that uh, reach out throughout our whole listening area that attend here. So it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, Newman Center, as, as all the ones in our listening area are. But pretty exciting to have this kind of a building expansion going on. It really, it really is. It's it's a it's an amazing process. Well, Monsignor, I want to say thank you to you for being on with us again this morning for the Straight Talk segment. It's always, as I said at the beginning, it's always a treat to have you on, yeah. and uh, we I think we all benefit from that that gift of your learning and your experience with formation. So, uh, stay with us. We're gonna be back on the other side of this break with Brian Cooper of the Faith and Business Conference. We'll be right back. See you then. 